0: I got a question for you guys, and this is not the topic of the show, could but be. it could be, but I don't think it will be, but I'm just genuinely curious. Where do you guys get your news right now? Because I feel like there's no good places. Like Spark Toro trending is good on paper, but it has become garbage lately because the way, I mean, he, Rand is very transparent about how stories get on Spark Toro trending, which I don't know, Jacob, if you even use... Spark Toro trending, but it's basically the resurrected cousin of inbound.org uh, without the community aspect. But basically, it's like it, it's just following a bunch of marketers on Twitter and what they share. And if a lot of people, if a lot of marketers share it, then it, it moves up on Spark Toro trending. But the problem is, is, you're starting to get more and more stories that have nothing to do with marketing. Like it's just like, oh, there's this movement and there's that and there's this. And it's like, well, I came here specifically for marketing news and half the stories are this. And so uh, I feel like uh, there's not great places. I mean, obviously, you know, you check around some of the bigger publications, marketing land, ad stuff like that. But is there any, uh, do you guys use any type of aggregated style pl- places to get your marketing news or inspiration? If that makes sense, like a Reddit or an inbound or SparkToro or something like that?
1: I use you guys, man. I show up and I'm like, hey, what can you guys teach me this week?
0: I had a hunch that was the case, Jacob. (laughs) I had a hunch. I feel like Paxton's got better sources, though.
2: I I don't use an aggregate. I guess um, I like the Moz uh, Roundup blog. No, not the Moz blog, but the Moz Roundup. I mean, Moz blog is good, too, but as far as aggregates go, like, they'll go and round up a bunch of posts every two weeks, I think or every month. Um, but other than that, I get, I get most of my stuff piecemeal from other sources. HRF's blog is sick. Like I love that one. Um,
0: so do you have like a bookmark basically of like, here's my key blogs or, or whatnot. And then also, I guess the second part of that question is, uh, are you guys into newsletters or not really? I mean, I, I, you
2: mentioned the roundup. I love newsletters. I love the idea of it and I sign up for them and then I get them and I'm like, oh, I don't have time to read this. Uh, so I think I just need, like I've been one. I need to be more diligent about what I sign up for and what I don't and then and then actually go through and read it. So Moz is, is really the only one I go through and read on a regular basis.
0: Um, and you Jacob? You a newsletter guy?
1: No. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm not as active as I should be about, uh, I say active. It's kind of more of a passive way, actually, what you're describing where you're like, I'm going to a place and I'm, I'm allowing them to tell me what I learn. I'm more of an active learner where if I have a question or something comes up, I go searching for the answer. Right. Uh, 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 that sounded negative. I didn't mean that to be negative. Like people should be doing both, right? Like, uh, like they don't have anything in mind. They're just like, oh, what, what, like what's new today or what's new this week or what's new in the industry? That's a passive way of learning uh, that I should, should be better at and, and, I, and I don't do. I'm, I'm a very active learner where, like I mentioned, when questions come up or problems or roadblocks, you know, with anyone on my team, anything that we're working on, I'll go actively search for a solution to that very specific thing. Um, So you
0: basically wait for like a real life problem to come up or a real
1: life opportunity
0: and then you kind of research it from there and just learn as you go. That's right. I used to be much, one thing I I wish I was good at, but I feel like I'm not is setting, setting aside time specifically for like industry, news, and opinions and whatnot. When the early days, 97th floor, back when the company was in a basement, I was really good about setting aside like an hour on Fridays. And I think I just lined it up because whiteboard Fridays came out. So I was like, all right, you know, I've got like 10 minutes to watch a whiteboard and I've got 50 more minutes to basically go through my pocket account and, you know, stories that I would come across where I don't have time during that week, I would save it and then go through. But over time, I just stopped doing that. And even when I try now to like set aside time, maybe it's because I'm setting aside the time like at night where it's like during the day, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting. But then at nine o'clock at night, I'm sitting there looking at my phone thinking, I don't wanna read these three marketing articles. I need to take a break from thinking about marketing and I need to like go do this and this and then it never happens. Maybe this the key is I've gotta set it like during the day when I'm like dedicating time to like my marketing work and whatnot, I'm not sure if you guys are the same i think
2: i think one thing that i don't know if you're experiencing this but sometimes i I've, have experiences like you at the beginning of my career i was uh just voraciously reading and watching everything i could right because um, much of it was new to me and then the further on you get you get a lot of experience you also have already read a lot and you've learned a lot and so i think this is especially true in our industry i mean it's an industry of marketers. So there's just like so much content out there and, and frankly, just a lot of fluff. And even if there's an article that's like halfway decent, if you already know 90% of what's in that article, it's, it can not be difficult to stick with it and read through the whole thing to find that five to 10% you didn't know. Um, and so I think, the further on you get in your career, the more important it becomes to actively and intelligently curate what comes across your desk. Uh, just because there's just the volume is just so high and the the, re, <clears throat> the repetition of what's talked about in our industry is just also crazy high um, So So that's what like, uh, you know, sometimes I'll go to a conference and like, I'll sit down and think, okay, I'm gonna learn from this one. And they start talking like, oh man, this is so basic or I already know all of this. Uh, But when I'm having a good day and and I have the discipline to sit down and say like, okay, no, I feel like I already know this, but I'm gonna sit here and stick it out and find the five to 10% that I don't know. Like what nuggets in here are going to inspire me to do something else, right? So, but that's hard, that's hard, the the further on you get. And that's what I usually struggle with when I say, okay, I'm going to sit down and read a bunch of stuff Uh, is just kind of filtering through and finding those nuggets.
0: Yeah, that's true. And maybe, maybe it's uh, my mind is wanting to branch beyond digital Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm going back to the same places like the, you know, SEO blogs and whatnot, perhaps I should be reading more CMO level. Uh, type stuff because I think there's a lot of stuff on a CMM uh, on a on an executive level, so to speak, like that that I just don't know. If I were to sit down and talk to the CMO of Adobe, there's probably a ton of stuff that he or she knows about like running teams and, and doing things like that that I just don't know because I'm always just like, oh yeah, here's this tactic and this is the best practice and that's this this. So perhaps it's branching out to uh, better content or, or just different types of content versus just the tactical stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't
1: say better content. I would say better suited for your position. Content.
0: Yeah, that's. So Paxton, my,
1: Paxton yeah. mentioned when he first started, he was voraciously doing that, that. At the point, that was his job. He didn't know anything at the beginning of his career. So everything he was taking in was not five to ten percent of new knowledge. It was probably ninety to ninety-five percent of new knowledge.
0: You had a terrible loss too.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, ex- he he started before ninety-seven floor his yeah. career. So
0: well uh, the real, the real stuff started at ninety seven. <laughs> <right? laughs>
1: anyway, uh, uh, you you brought up a good point where depending on where you're at in your career, your the content you're consuming should change. So more recently, I've been uh, like I went through the Strengths Finder. Have you guys done any of the Strengths Finder stuff? No, I mean I don't know I'm what you're talking about. Did you say you don't know what I'm talking about, Brandon? I do not. Fill me and in, Paxton. You are familiar. Yeah. So, StrengthsFinder is kind of a personality test, but it's meant specifically for the professional world, um, and and basically like career. And there are forty, uh, sorry, thirty four attributes that are broken down, and it's like hundred and forty questions, and it takes like thirty minutes. And um, anyway, their their whole mentality I really like, and we could probably have a whole episode on this or a segment at least. Not that we have to right now, but. Growing up, you always hear, you know, you need to discover your weaknesses so that you can make them strengths. Make your weaknesses strengths. And StrengthsFinder is saying, no, that's stupid. That's, that's basically telling you to be someone you're not. Okay, so like, for example, empathy, and uh, I've got the list here. Empathy and uh, uh, developer, learner, like these are, these are some of the attributes on here. If I try to make those strengths, those are at the bottom of my lists, like empathy, not that I'm a sociopath, but uh, it's basically saying try to be someone that you're not. Try, like that's their whole thing. Their whole thing is here's a list of your strengths. Make your strengths stronger. Focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses. Although they they do have blind spots, right? Like you need to figure out what your blind spots are. So more recently, I'm 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 trying to figure out not necessarily tactics that I could use to become a better marketer, but. Uh, tactics that I could use to become a better leader or a better, uh, uh, employee or, I, I mean, whatever, which is more of a broad thing, but in my position, those are the things that I need to know rather than, you know, I, I just saw, a uh, an article today, uh, that Rand Fishkin was, was mentioned in about, um, John Mueller talking about how, uh, links and blogs yeah. should be no followed and right. what what's interesting about it is that like every time you see like a little snippet of of anything talking about links and blogs like there's this uproar in the SEO community and um I mean in, that's very interesting uh and you know I'm re- I've I've read through it but that's not that's not that's not I like I have an SEO team like they should know that right and that's the stuff they should be reading not not that I shouldn't read it but there are different pieces of content that are more appropriate for, for I also think once you've,
2: you've gone through enough years of having that experience, no matter what field you're in, you can probably more quickly uh, Absorb whatever information. So like you already, you know, the lowdown on that and you only had to spend five minutes on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think staying on top of the industry news is not so as difficult once you've gone through and done all the legwork yeah, and developed I your base, you know.
0: Have you noticed throughout your, I mean, I, I'm sure Paxson especially, and perhaps he's a, an outlier being a CEO, but like, have you noticed as you've grown in your experience that your mindset has become closer to revenue? Like, is this ultimately bringing revenue to the client, to the company I work for, what not, is that just the, is that just a natural progression of like your title goes up, so like you're, you're close to revenue? Or do you think that has to do with even if you were thrown back into a, you know, you're on a team reporting to a manager who reports to a director, or whatnot would you be more revenue focused knowing what you know now? So I guess, I guess the question is, is revenue focus a, uh, a symptom of just getting experience in marketing? Or is it a symptom of moving up in positions? I don't know if there's
2: opinions there. I feel like back, I feel like Jacob and I, with our clients back in the day, we were pretty revenue focused. Like I remember with defensive driving, we were always reporting on how much money we were making them. Uh, I guess with OC Tanner, we weren't quite as revenue focused, but that's not what that team cared about our points of contact. So I don't know. I I think, uh, I, 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 yeah, I'd say it's wise for marketers to be revenue focused. Everyone should be revenue focused. Yeah, everybody. Yeah.
0: Um, ugh, Jacob said something that I thought was interesting. I was going to yes. comment on it, and then I had that question— that quick clarifying thing—and <laughs> that threw
1: my brain off. But do you remember I had, what I was talking about? Was about Strength Finders. Was about. Oh uh,
0: well, yeah. That—that that was one thing. Uh, I guess more of just a comment on, like, I have and maybe you were not saying this, but what I got was you know, traditional advice is identify your weaknesses and then start working on those weaknesses. You're saying identify your weaknesses and identify your strengths and then just double down, triple down on your strengths. And I think I've I've been learning this and perhaps this is a false mindset, but I feel like it's true. I think the key to leadership is to identify your weaknesses and then find people to fill those weaknesses so that you can double down on your strengths because if you if you spend time like you're good at something so and that's probably why you got the job that you got so spend more time doing what you're good at and be aware of where you're weak and find the right people to fill those weaknesses versus trying to be good at everything perhaps that's a bad mentality
2: I think that I think that's true I mean like I like that yeah I think you can't can't it's not saying ignore your weaknesses you need to deal with your weaknesses and recognize that they're there but i think the question becomes what do you focus on and work on Um, i used to be a strong um proponent of just focusing and working on your weaknesses i kind of look at took it as like hey you go to the gym and you know if you're like you know, if, if, if your legs are super strong and your upper body's super weak, you work your upper body, you don't just sit and work on legs all day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've since learned that that's like, that's not a good recipe for like emotional health and mental health. You know, I mean, to sit the and focus on confidence. weaknesses for a long period of time. Yeah, you're just basically beating yourself up. So you need to be aware of those weaknesses. And then, and then I think the strength comes from accepting them and compensating for them. And then focusing on those strengths and how to get even better at those strengths. Um, cause the fact is it's not like bodybuilding. It's not a good comparison to this, uh, because bodybuilding theoretically, we all possess the ability to be strong in all muscles. Right. And you can rotate and, and eventually get a point where you're just like strong everywhere. But that's not the case with personality, like Jacob's weakness with empathy, or whatever leads to other strengths that he has It's because he's, you know, because he's strong makes him weak in other areas. And so uh, to try to be strong in everything is just, uh, impossible. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I also think
2: it's important to know the strengths of the people that work for you, uh, and to amplify and praise those strengths instead of constantly harping on their weaknesses. So similar to how you work with yourself, I think you need to be aware of their weaknesses, compensate for that, and then just really applaud and help them grow their strengths.
1: Yeah, so StrengthsFinder gives you this little DNA thing right here, this little strand. And most of my, so this is your top 10, and then they have bolded your top five, which is like really what you should focus on. But out of my top 10, it's like seven of them are one category, which is the influencing category. And what's really funny when you talk about like filling the gaps with uh, people who possess your weaknesses as strengths, my wife is basically the exact opposite. She doesn't have a single yellow in her top ten, and all my blues and reds are at the bottom, which is which is where she's at the top. Um, just to emphasize the strength weakness connection here, my number one strength is what they call an activator, and that is someone who basically just turns thoughts into actions like I'm the guy who's like we're in a meeting and, and, and something comes up and I'm like, we got to do this. We got to do it now. Let's do it now. And, and like priorities out of the way, we're doing this. But at the same time, it also tells me to watch out for my blind spots. In the exact same category, it says sometimes you might charge ahead and act without a solid plan. So instead of just saying, let's do this right now, I need to take a moment and recognize that there are probably some things that I'm missing here. Let me take a moment to take a breath and let's talk through this and then let's move forward. Um, So it it does recognize and account for uh, certain blind spots. They don't necessarily call them weaknesses. Um, But it's really really interesting. And I, I, I like spending time like each, not each morning, but every few, I've got this on my desk, just this like, I don't know how many sheets there are. And I'll just grab a sheet and I'll just read through it and just try to focus on that strength today? Like what can I do today to strengthen that strength? And it's, it's really, I think it's really mm-hmm. helpful. So anyway, not that that's what this episode was going to be about, but hmm. strength. Still, ask,
0: I'm fascinated with this report it, and this is
1: $50 for the report, right? Or for the assessment? So I, I got, mm-hmm. uh, someone, someone gifted me this. Was it either of you? I can't remember who gifted me this book. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but in the back it had a, a coupon code. Uh, so I didn't pay the full price, but yeah, I did pay. And you would say it was worth it. Um, yeah, I, 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 here's the thing is like, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Cause some people just don't, don't believe in that stuff. Like personality. I don't know. I, I know some people don't uh, put as much weight into that, but, um, I've, I've done it a couple times when I was at Myriad genetics, they paid, I, I want to say they paid like a thousand dollars per person to take this test. Uh, and it's, it's a discovery test. And this thing, I carry with me everywhere I go, and this this pulls out. It's I'm, and I mean it's like thirty something pages. It's personalized to me, specific to business. It's got it's got like I can hand this to my manager and I can say, hey, this is how you can manage me and and get the most efficiency out of me without like making me pissed off. You know, I can give it to my I can give it to my employees and say, hey, this is how I manage people. Um, it, it talks about effective ways of communicating with me. It's some of them are really funny, like things that you shouldn't do. Uh, possible weaknesses. Okay. This is uh, Jacob's possible weaknesses becomes defensive or dic- uh, dictatorial if challenged. Doesn't always take time to hear others views. Dislikes and avoids routine tasks. Usually puts facts before feelings, right? Like and and it's well used putting facts before thousands
2: of dollars for this i could have told you all these things
1: i know (laughs) i I could tell by your facial expression that you're maybe stubborn in accepting others ideas but at the same time it's got like my strengths will look for good in people and events becomes involved in many activities assertive strong communicator who thinks on his feet will act quickly and decisively on new information swift and agile i think one of my favorite things in here and and we'll move on because this isn't uh, a show about me but Um, it talks about the communication aspect strategies for communicating with Jacob. Um, uh, Oh yeah, this one, while communicating with Jacob, do not, do not undermine his authority. Do not talk (laughs) slowly, mumble or whisper. (laughs) Do not appear timid or ineffective. Uh, and there are like 10 more things on here. Uh, when communicating with Jacob, do not do these things, which uh, it's very, very, I mean, and, and you know, anyway, those are just a couple of the pages, but I love that stuff. I love the insights and I've had this for about five years and I carry it everywhere and I, I actively try to improve on the, on, on those things where it's like, uh, like if you're whispering, I, like I, I, Paxton knows this, when we were first working together, I, I like, this says I lack tact, okay? I, that's, I lacked tact. I still sometimes probably do, but I, in the last five years, I think I've gotten a lot better at being tactful about how I communicate with other people. And, and, and it's become required in the positions that I've had to, to progress in my career. I've had to learn how to be a better communicator. And so although this is five years old, it's, it's still very um, accurate. Anyway.
0: You had me take an assessment a few years ago, a, a couple of years ago. And you, and you follow up, you're like, hey, what personality are you? Do you remember that? Yeah, that
1: was Myers-Briggs.
0: I loved that one. Yeah. Uh, because it was so accurate. And I had the thought in my head, should I require everyone on my team to take this? And then we all basically submit the results to each other and we have a database so that we each know how to talk to each other. I wasn't sure if that crossed HR guidelines or, or violations or whatnot, but- I don't think
1: so. Usually, we did okay. it at Vivint. We Most had 30 people on the digital team that all took the Myers Briggs test, and we had a big poster on the on a wall that, that that assigned everyone, and you could see the spectrum of where everyone was at, and it really helped. Like we had way more introverts in the on the team than I had originally thought, and uh, and there's a different way to communicate with with. Uh, I mean, there there are four different types in in a Myers Briggs, but introvert is one of them, and it's very interesting to see the spectrum and allow you to know a better way to communicate as a team. It, it almost builds a team personality rather than individual, which it's it's important to have both. But it, it's it's super helpful. I would do it anywhere.
0: And I'm wondering how this uh, the Clifton Strengths, Strengths or
1: the Strengths yeah. Finder compares to that. Uh, so uh, honestly, my my opinion of personality tests is that all of them, uh, I shouldn't say all of them. There there are a handful that I think are very very accurate, and they go about doing it in different ways. Um, and they have different foci, right? Like StrengthsFinder is specific to business and career. Myers-Briggs is a very general personality test that is not specific really. Uh, the, the discovery one we did at Myriad is actually based on Myers-Briggs, um, but it's, it's more heavily focused on the, on the business side. But what I found is, is uh, basically you, in, to some degree you get the same result. So whether you do StrengthsFinder or Myers-Briggs or whatever, um, it's all very helpful. It just depends on what, what you want the outcome to be. I would probably do, thinking about now, something like a discovery or strengths finder in a business setting rather than a Myers-Briggs uh, uh, test. But if you're, Myers-Briggs is very easy and it's free and it's uh, quick. So if you wanted to get started, that 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 could do it.
0: Very interesting. Paxton, I want everyone in Nice, Florida, have to take the Strengths Finder. I want a wall full of everyone's personalities, so I know exactly how to talk to them and how they can talk to me.
1: Well, just so you know, I'm an ESTP. In case you want to look that up, an ESTP. I'm always fascinated
0: by your personality, Jacob.
2: Whenever I talk to Brandon, (laughs) I just assume I just act like I'm talking to Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Kramer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, anyway. So
0: I guess we're kind of done with that topic. We sidetracked, but I thought it was interesting. Hopefully the listeners think it was interesting. I, I, I think personality stuff, there's a lot of fluff in some of them. I, the Myers-Briggs was so revealing to me and so validating in many things. And it was my wife took it and she was just like, Oh my gosh, yeah, this is you. That's why you think this way. Okay. This is why you don't do that. And that's why you do this. I thought it was really cool.
1: Um, yeah my old my old boss at myriad, after she took the discovery test she um she used it she used it specifically to improve her marriage uh and she said she learned so much uh about her and her husband that she basically could like get into his head and manipulate him in, into doing things, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is kind of a negative way to to say it, but you can use it for good too i think uh it, it's been I, I haven't taken a test, but
2: I have you know tried to actively learn about communication and how different people think. Um, and, uh, for, for me, I think we always go like humans typically go into conversations and just, they are themselves and they just react as they would react and they talk as they would, or they speak as they would speak. But when, you know, kind of what's happening that allows you to say, to translate within your head, what you want to get across to the other person. And it's kind of like, you know, speaking Spanish, I don't, I speak Spanish, but I don't speak it. It's not my native language, and so you know I I have what I want to say, and I translate it and I say it in Spanish. And you can kind of do the same thing. Um, I had this problem. It's funny. There's like four employees that I've had this problem with. Uh, If you guys were telling, saying something to me, like tell me, tell me, like, and I reacted this way. Tell me, like, some fact or something like that, and I'm going to react. Sixty-five
1: percent of people don't understand anything that you're talking about. That's interesting. Anyway, (laughs) I got the the furrowed eyebrows.
2: So to me, what this means is like I'm signaling to you that I'm listening and I'm processing what you're saying. Uh Like I'm paying attention and I find it interesting when I like go like this. And I think some people react that way, perceive it that way. I think other people think I've had many people think, say that uh, I think they're, they're an idiot when I'm doing that, like, do you you think what I'm saying is wrong? And like, no, I'm just listening. I'm trying to like actively listen to you. And so I still do that a lot. I'm sure Brandon's seen me do that a lot when I'm conscious about it. And I'm, again, I'm not just reacting normally. I'm trying to translate for other people. Then I'll like go, Oh, okay. Like I'll change my, I'll do something that's not natural. Yeah. It's not natural to me. It's not how I would, how I speak, but because I know that's how people interpret things. Uh, so, so it's not, yeah, it's not not being yourself, but it's, it's, it's learning how to be yourself and help others know who yourself, like who you are actually and what you're actually thinking. So I, I I like this stuff a lot. I, I, I want to, I want to take one of those tests.
1: You You know, know, some some people people are, are really good at the, like the, the body language when they're listening, like Josh Moody. He's really good at that. He's, he's always nodding. He like, no matter what he could be, he could be in, in like a crowd at a conference surrounded by hundreds of people and, and someone speaking and he's just like, yeah, Uh yeah, you know, you know that Josh Moody is into it, into it. But, um, I, I think it's fun to use your body language, especially now in this world where we're all doing video conferences to communicate with your facial or body language. Um, I, I, like I try to be conscious about that like if I disagree with someone a lot of people will continue to like nod their head as a way to say yes I'm listening but mm-hmm. to me nodding my head is me saying yes I agree so right. if I disagree I try not to do those do those things you know what do you do um I, usually I just I just blank face we don't go no I don't do, <laughs> no, I don't do that either I don't do that I I don't want to be distracting I don't, I don't I don't I although I like the idea of them like stopping mid-sentence and being like, do you? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I thought about that, just like, <sighs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> uh, but uh, no, yeah, I, I don't know, it's, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I guess I get a, it tickles me that, uh, to think about kind of communicating something without talking and being able to, you know, tell them I disagree without, without saying a word. It's very powerful. Makes sense. Hey, can
2: we uh, get a close up of one of your uh, your paintings, your drawings?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm on my like 27 inch monitor here. Oh,
2: oh I, I actually thought maybe you'd just grab one of the paintings off the wall and bring. It <laughs> uh,
1: I thought, yeah. Those except those are glued I mean, on, baby. Yeah, they're they're 3M uh, Commando Grip. whatever uh, Those are okay. called but uh those are nice man you can go to electric palette on instagram and you'll see all my paintings um Wait, you made those paintings like you painted yeah. those yeah we talked
2: about this last time i yeah. thought you just bought them
1: no no i mean i bought the canvas but i i oh, I wow. painted those i paint i mean i did it on a on a it ipad, iPad. we had like a
2: whole conversation about this last time
0: yeah, I thought we were just admiring like his taste and like, oh, wow. You well, bought he some said really he did nice... it on the
2: iPad, that he bought the iPad. I told, I said, wait for a second because they're coming off an update. You remember I that? thought he bought the paintings on his
0: iPad. Like he opened oh. up Amazon <laughs> and like, bought his... well, that's impressive. That's impressive. Now, you you, you got to get something on that shelf back there. I'm, I'm Dude, always... wait,
1: Brent, do you not follow me on – on instagram i well, i'm i rarely look
0: at my instagram feed Dang, i go in i'll mind. look at a few stories and i bounce and then i head over to TikTok. What's three your, hours what's your
1: later handle again electric underscore palette
0: oh you're talking about another account
1: well i started on my personal but then i kept putting art out there and i was like this is not what i want out on my personal stuff so i created a different account nice man
2: You'll have to do uh, a YouTube channel of just tutorials.
1: You know, it's funny because the the app I use does a screen recording of all my strokes. So at the end I can, I have a time-lapse. In fact, a lot of the, a lot of the drawings and paintings on my account, if you slide to the next thing, you'll see the time-lapse of all my drawings, which are fun to watch.
0: I do not follow you, Jacob.
1: That's nice, man.
0: Now I do. I like those. Well done! Yeah, I've seen your cartoons before on your personal,
1: and I'm like, dang, Jacobs are a really good artist. My cartoons. Oh, Brandon started following me. It's Pax. Holy cow! You're you're you got two up. followers now.
0: <laughs> and as soon as this thing drops on YouTube and the podcast, get um. ready for a
1: whole new boom of fame. That's hilarious. Boom of fame. Well, all right, guys. That, that was good. that was fun. Yeah, let's 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 go to lunch. Let's do it this week. I'm free today. Let's go. Can't today. Of course you can't. (laughs) Brandon looks for every excuse not to do.
0: But uh, I I could do lunch later this week. Tomorrow. I could do tomorrow.
1: All right, let's do it tomorrow.
0: Actually, well, yeah, it just has to be a little bit later. But I could do lunch. Like what? Like 1130? Actually, I might not be able to do it.
1: Eleven thirties later.
0: <laughs> I've got an appointment that ends at 11. Oh,
1: we'll just talk about this after
0: okay. anyway, guys. Thanks for hey, watching. Thank you
1: so much for listening <laughs> and for watching. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, we, uh, we invite you to leave a positive review on iTunes or any other podcasting platform, podcasting platform that you were listening on. Um, like, and subscribe. Fantastic outro. Thank is, that you. A, is that a hacky sack on your table? Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, you guys hacky sack? I'll bring it to lunch. I haven't done it since middle school.
0: Can uh, I, I can do Thursday. I cannot do tomorrow, but Thursday or Friday on, I can Brandon. do.
1: How are you? How are you so busy? I can't do Thursday or Friday. Well, what the hell, guys? Hey, make tomorrow work, Brandon. Yeah, make it work. Uh, it'd be very difficult. No, your boss is making you. Well, do it's,
0: it. I have like a doctor's appointment right at lunch, and then I nope. just got to meetings <laughs> before and after. But I, I'll see what I can do. What, what's wrong back. with you? Why are you going to the doctor? Uh, Dermis. Oh yeah, 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 let me talk about my
1: problems. Derma- <laughs> going to a dermatologist. You got some like, like some moles that you're getting checked out.
0: Yeah, on my. Uh- all right well i'm off to look into this uh actually i'm off to a meeting that i'm late for so no wait when's lunch man uh, well i'll try to do what i'll try to i gotta talk to some people and see if i can move meetings around now so i can't guarantee it right now because it also depends on their schedule so i'll get i'll get right back i promise
1: okay love all you right. guys
0: all right see we'll see ya